0: da 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 Welcome to the 79th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co host and the one true Santa Claus to the Pinter family's family, friends, children, Adrian Pinter.
1: How does it go, sir? General Kenobi. It goes quite well, my friend Simon Eady. It's the first episode of 2022. Happy New Year to all. I hope everyone had a wonderful and safe New Year's Eve. And 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 I hope that this year is a good one. Indeed, yeah. I concur. I concur. Yeah. What did you get up to on uh, New Year's Eve?
0: Not too much. Not too much. I just uh, just uh, ate another charcuterie board. Nice. And uh, and actually, funny enough, I had Hickory Farms, which is a coincidence because mm. we didn't go buy Hickory Farms. We were given it as a gift nice. from our housemate here at the home. And it's so called a gift. He was nice enough to give this as a gift for Christmas. And so we've been uh, we've been snacking, snacking on that, and we can't uh, we can't resist the good old chocolate fondue strawberries, you know. Wow! Uh, so we keep doing that. We bought more strawberries yesterday. That's awesome. And then while I was in the grocery store, and this grocery store, by the way, in Guelph, Ontario, where where we live, um, this grocery store was like, damn, this has terrible service for certain carriers. I do have Freedom Mobile, mobile, but I know that Rogers is mm-hmm. really bad in there too because I also used to have Rogers for work. Uh, Rogers and Freedom, by the way, folks, are two carriers, much like, you know, Verizon and AT&T in, uh, in the United States, just in case you're U.S.-based. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, Freedom's a lesser no- less a lesser one. It's not normally as good, but Rogers is supposed to be good, or it's supposed to be okay, at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has no service, barely any service in there. It's got one bar 3G, and I'm just, like, standing there holding my phone up in the air. Because the only reason that I cared about this is because you sent me a message saying that Betty White had passed away. Mm. and i'm like there's that no did. way this is true there's been two weeks of coverage about her 100th 100th birthday i was like panicking and i was just like this I, this can't be true this must be a fake this must be a hoax on her 98th year um she specifically was there was a hoax online you know twitter does this every few years with people mm-hmm. even if they're young they're like oh wow uh, you know timothy chalamet passed away something he did no he didn't he did oh. not thank goodness but anyway, my point is, it was very, very sad. And it was uh, it was quite heartbreaking in the in the grocery store. And the grocery store was already stressful enough because people were like buzzling around. Buzzling, that's not a word. Bustling? Bustling and buzzing. I combined the two. Buzzling. I like that. Anyway, they were buzzing around, getting all their stuff for New Year's Eve. And, uh, and I'm just standing there in shock because you sent me this message saying she had passed away. I was finally able to get signal in the far corner of the store. And I looked it up and I was like, multiple articles about how she had passed away. And it's crazy because Dawn and I, my girlfriend and I, we were talking about it a few days ago because People Magazine had like an article about how they were gearing up for Betty White's birthday and how they're going to do like a hundredth uh, birthday celebration. They have this movie of like the all the highlights of her career set up, mm-hmm. where there's going to be a bunch of actors like Ryan Reynolds, etc., like on this these clips, like talking about how happy they were about having worked with her over the years and how amazing she is and how funny and genuine she is. And anyway. I just, uh, I, we just, we read that, I read a little bit of that article and I saw her the cover of the People magazine and I was like, wow, she looks so young. It looks like she's like, somehow she's like 78 or 75 or something mm-hmm. like that. She looks like she's going to live forever. What show is she going to be on next? And then the next day uh, she's passed away, which is just, again, it's so shocking to me. I could not believe it because the article literally said she was in good health and I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, I don't know what your reaction is to this, but she's a, she's a treasure. The American treasure. Yeah, she is. And I'm I'm quite sad about it.
1: Yeah, it's it's very sad, man. It's it's interesting because she's been around for, I mean, 99 years and so many different generations of people. Like even for me, um, the way I know Betty White. Is, you know, obviously, like, commercials and stuff that she's in. But I always think about her, uh, you know, cam- like, her appearance in Community as an example. Oh, yeah. Which I, I absolutely adore her in. And
0: appearance is. I think she was in multiple episodes. Yeah, like she there was. There was one episode where she was, like, a pretty important guest star, I think. Like yeah, she, she was, was a the teacher. teacher. Um, I forget.
1: Uh, it's like... It was history? Um, I forget exactly. Something along those lines. It wasn't necessarily history. Um, but, yeah, it was, like about people uh, and anthropology that's what it was
0: oh that makes sense
1: yeah yeah it's for um,
0: people basically
1: yeah exactly so yeah she was doing anthropology um 101 and yeah you know she has the crossbow and stuff and like it's just so ridiculous like her role in that movie uh, or in that show and then you know the after credit scene or, or the credit scene where she's like rapping uh with uh oh yeah you know, Troy and Abed it's it's like just absolutely- saw that
0: yesterday you must have seen it come up as a meme I did yeah
1: yeah um and yeah i don't know it's it's interesting like i i was far too young like the golden girl girls aired like uh, i don't even know when that was like 80s right uh yeah 70s and 80s i think yeah like so i wasn't even born back then but i know like you know um I watched a few episodes, like, as yeah. reruns, for sure. Yeah, I've definitely seen, like, a couple episodes here and there, but never, like, really watched it. No,
0: sorry. The first episode aired in 1985, 1985,
1: Oh, oh. for Golden Girls. Yeah. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's an awful um, situation, you know. That's life. Uh, not the ideal way to end 2021, unfortunately. And uh, hopefully that's not a sign of how 2022 is going to go, Simon. Hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, by the way, I never messaged you. Um, just to clarify, I messaged your girlfriend and she forwarded that message to you because we don't talk outside this podcast.
0: Of course, Of course. Never had, never yes, don't be, don't be ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Anyways, I, I had a good New Year's uh, myself. New Year's Eve, I, um, you know, hung out with a, a friend of mine. We, oh yeah, how was your New Year's? Thanks, yeah, thanks for asking, man. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure, uh, no problem. Uh, it, it was, it was, a, it was a good time. I like prep chicken wings. I've been uh, whenever I prep chicken wings, I do oven baked chicken wings. But I make them crispy, Simon. And the way you make these chicken wings crispy, I don't know if I've ever said this before, um, like on the podcast. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. But the secret to a good chicken wing, if you're going to oven bake it to make sure the exterior of the chicken wing is crispy, yet still juicy within it, is you you season the chicken uh, wing prior but whatever the seasoning you're going to use so i for me i've been using lemon pepper a lot i really like lemon pepper has good salt content in it you know what i mean i'm not going to go through the effort of making my own lemon pepper it's just not worth it but you get the you know the clubhouse lemon pepper seasoning i mix that with a little bit of garlic powder onion powder and then plot twist you put in baking powder simon have you heard this Mm. before
0: no i have not
1: but yeah you put in baking powder and then you coat your chicken wings with with this seasoning mix that 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 i use you can just use salt and baking powder if you want Uh, you coat it in it and then you leave it on a wire rack uncovered in your fridge for at least like overnight but uh, you know i did for 24 hours in this case and then you bake them in the oven 425 for about you know 30 to 40 minutes really crispy exterior nice and juicy interior and then i usually just make a little lemon pepper sauce so i'll just like melt some butter put in um some uh, fresh lemon zest, a little bit of lime juice, and then a little bit more lemon pepper seasoning. Super basic. And then you just toss the wings in that. Mm, really good.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: So uh, I had some of that, bought some matzo sticks. My sorry, why do you put baking powder? Did you say that? Oh, it, it, it helps uh, make a crispy exterior. Oh, okay. You yeah. did say that. I, I yeah. do recall. Yeah. yeah, sorry. No worries. It's all good, man. It's all
0: good. Was, I'm a little hungry, and I think I'm focused on the overall recipe mm-hmm. here. Sorry, my, my mistake. I still got
1: some more chicken wings. I can bring you some. Sorry
0: to be rude to you. No worries. It's all good. man.
1: You want me to prep some for you? I'll bring you some.
0: Uh potentially, potentially. Okay. It's hard,
1: though.
0: No. Yeah. I can't say thank you in person. I'd only be able to say thank you on this podcast because we don't talk oh, no. outside this podcast. So that's the. It's true. It's true. Tricky part.
1: Um, but yeah, then uh, you know, I also bought some matzo sticks. Um, my buddy brought some Swedish meatballs. From IKEA. Yeah, from IKEA, baby. He we went to Ikea the night before just to like, he's like moving into a new place. So he's like looking at beds and stuff. So he picked up some Swedish meatballs and then, uh, yeah, we just had like a nice platter of uh, just like Swedish meatballs, chicken wings, mozzarella sticks, some French fries, uh, a little little uh, butterfly shrimp, popcorn shrimp, whatever. Wow. It was a good time. And then uh, we literally just played um, Secrets of Mana. Sorry, Ken, for talking about video games. Secrets of Mana. Oh,
0: you weren't playing a movie. You were playing a game. Yeah, game, Simon. Oh, you weren't like pressing play. You were
1: no, no, we were literally using a controller. Using a controller, yeah. Ah, uh, and uh, yeah, played that for most of the night. It's a yeah, it's like a 1993 like Japanese role-playing game, and then they did a remaster back in 2018 and released it on like PlayStation Four. So right. we were playing through that. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. After that, me and Peter usually, you know, like we had some drinks, and then uh, we usually cap off the night by putting on a comedy special. So we uh, rewatched. Um, for, uh, probably i don't even know I've, I've seen this comedy special so many times but the john mulaney um netflix special i forget which one he has three it was new in town john mulaney mm. which is like i think his first one from 2012 on netflix cool great uh great stand-up special i love that i, I love john mulaney he's really fun he is indeed yeah and that was my new year's my friend wow yeah incredible you and uh, peter had a date night yeah yeah he's my boy he was my new year's kiss mm. nah that's not sure ellie was my new year's kiss my little baby my dog. Hmm. Yeah. You kissed your dog on the lips? Yeah. You don't actually do that, right? No, I kiss her on the head.
0: Okay. Give her a nice little boop on the head. Maybe sometimes on the tip of her nose. Yeah, yeah. Because like dogs eat poop, so I don't recommend that at all. Mm. Well, so do, do I. Do you let your dog lick you in the face?
1: Uh, not regularly. She does lick me in the face, though. Like, uh, I, I think I've explained how like Ellie will sometimes wake me up by jumping on my bed and then like sitting directly on my pillow, staring right down at me. Like breaking your nose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like breaking my nose uh, yeah. <laughs> at one time. But yeah, she'll like jump on the bed and then sit on my pillow, kind of like when she was a puppy, but now she is like eight times the size. And she just like stares at me. Obviously, this wakes me up because she's huge. And then like she sees me open my eyes and then she gets all excited and then licks my face. And I'm like this is mm. both a great way and an awful way to start the day.
0: Poop. Poop, Adrian. Mm-hmm. I uh, I used to let dogs lick my face all the time. But then, but then. I started to maunder a little bit more what Reddington, my dog, Reddington does outside. And I realized, Adrian.
1: He eats his own shit.
0: The Reddington eats poop very often, like way too much. It, it is an incredible amount. And uh, it's not like I, I think he just did it his whole life. I don't think there's been a change, but I just didn't notice it in the beginning. And uh, I feed him lots, so I don't know what the big deal is. But it, apparently I looked it up and it's an instinctual thing with dogs. They need to eat poop. It is, it is, I don't know why, it's some kind of a... They need to. Evolutionary thing that's built into their DNA, that mm. poop is good for them. They believe that it helps them in some way. That's funny. Anyway. You know he eats his own shit, right? So I don't recommend the the face lick. That's all I'm saying.
1: Uh, That one Rick and Morty episode. I don't know if you remember. Which one? Uh, with, like, the multiple Jerrys and stuff. Oh. And then, and then... Oh, so, sorry, the, the, uh, there's, like, a, another Rick, and then... Uh, that like Jerry becomes friends with. And then like the episode ends is like, you know, he eats his own shit. Right. And uh, yeah, I use that reference all the time, but it went right over your head. So let's just move on. Let's move on. Yes.
0: Let's move on. Indeed. Let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here. Shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to split focus at gmail.com. And Kenneth Staddlebauer wrote into us once again. And he said, my holiday homies, as usual, In no particular order and in questionable syntax. Interesting that Disney is reviving the Zorro series. I'm curious if they will go with a big name star like they did in 1957 with Guy Williams, or cast a relative unknown. He continues from here, but I would just like to point out that this this particular write-in that he has written in here is also a write-in in in reference to Episode 67 of our podcast. That's important, which
1: was to, to mention. How many episodes ago? Two? So, do you mean 76, Simon?
0: 76. Not 67. Sorry. Yeah. Reverse the numbers. Mm-hmm. No, 70, 77. Oh, my God. 77. Yeah, that's getting a little confusing. So reverse the numbers. It's still 77. So, yes. Yeah, sorry. 70, 77. My, my bad. Mm-hmm. Last episode was 78. That was the Christmas episode. This is 79. This is the New Year's episode. Anyways, my point is, he's referencing what we talked about uh, on that episode, which was the Zorro episode. The Zoro series is coming out on Disney Plus, And Wilmer Valderrama has already been cast, actually. So that's that's something that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just didn't know that at the time. Uh, but regardless, so they did cast Wilmer Vel- Valderrama. Is, do you think Wil- Wilmer Valderrama is a well-known actor, Adrian? I don't know if that's... Like, he's not a big star. Like, he's not a big name star, necessarily. I like Wilmer Valderrama. I thought he was amazing and awake. And in-
1: yeah, like, I, I, I wouldn't call him a big name star, I think he has a very recognizable face because of that 70s show, but I don't yeah, think sure. too many people know him by name because I didn't know him by name.
0: Yeah, maybe this this will put him more on the map potentially because it's probably a pretty big rule if they do a good job with the show, but I guess mm-hmm. we'll see. I guess we'll see. Anyways, Kenneth Stadelbauer continued, and he said, I have doubts of the American adaptation of Train to Busan after the U.S. version of Let the Right One In. Fully expecting a popular actor to lead a flavorless adaptation distilled of any uniqueness that was found in the original flick. Um, We may as well stop here again, just for the heck of it. We also talked about Train to Busan that week as well. Train to Busan, of course, being um, a South Korean film that is very well regarded. Uh, The sequel, not as much. And you, I think, bloody hated it, if I'm not mistaken. For which one, sorry? Uh, Train to Busan Peninsula.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I did indeed hate it. I didn't even finish it.
0: Yeah, I have my doubts about this new adaptation. Um, although there's the the VHS director is directing it.
1: Yes. So VHS ninety four, which he
0: seemed to have done a good job with that film. So theoretically, it might be okay.
1: Yeah, it's well rated, like through Rotten Tomatoes. But, but
0: yeah, it's, it's interesting. I I still find we talked about this on episode seventy seven. We kind of thought it was weird that they would even do like why bother with making this a an adaptation at all. Just just forget about it. Just watch the South Korean film, just like you have with Squid Game. And we questioned whether Squid Game might just be adapted for American audiences or whatever as well, you know? Just an English-speaking...
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was.
0: I kind of would because I feel like it's just as popular in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what's the point? But anyway, Kenneth Settleburg continued in his email when he said, "...thank you for another year of movie information, entertainment, and thought-provoking ideas." Your last episode was more humorous, spelt like the body part, than a barrel full of severed arms.
1: That is pretty funny.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But anyway, hoping that you both have a merry holiday, at least better than that one year when we were walking in the mall and the fat guy in a red suit called us each a hoe and Simon beat him up.
1: Mm -hmm. I remember that vividly.
0: Kids were screaming and crying. Total chaos. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, that didn't happen. Just to be clear.
1: You're a very violent man. I mean- Two out of the three people that were there saying are saying that it happened, Simon. So
0: no, 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 nope, did not happen. Anyways, this was signed. This email was signed Kenneth, the persistent fan and inconsistent writer, uh, which I would agree with. And he's got a quote here as usual: "It isn't what they say about you; it's what they whisper about you." A quote by Errol Flynn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically it. I thank you, Kenneth. Thank you very much for a year of write write write-ins. I appreciate you very much. And uh, I hope you had a merry holiday because our holiday is kind of over, just because I feel like this, this write in was missed somewhere in the shuffle because of when we were recording last week. And that's why we didn't put this email on that episode. But it is a lesson to everyone out there listening to this particular episode mm-hmm. of our show, episode 79, that if you write in, we will we will talk about it on the show. So please I will. write into us at podcast at gmail.com. Right, Adrian?
1: yeah please do it i love you ken thank you once again for for another year of being a collaborator on our show indeed i love you indeed all right you're such a violent man simon but on the topic of violence what have you been watching my friend what
0: i don't know how that's relevant but anyway uh what have i been watching i've been watching specifically two things one is i'll talk about it briefly just because i didn't watch it i've watched it long ago and it's just kind of like a Way back playback type situation, and it's Daredevil season one. We're watching that, my girlfriend and I, because she hadn't seen it initially. So she had seen Jessica Jones season one. We're not all the way through, but some of it. But hadn't seen Daredevil, which started at all for Netflix's Marvel TV series. And let me tell you, I will stand by my belief that this is the best Marvel TV series that has ever been created so far. The acting is top-notch. The writing is top-notch. The backstory, the fight choreography, it is definitely rated R, I guess, if you can say that for rated M, whatever it is, mature for for TV audiences. M-A. Because of the language used and because of the blood, the gore, Um, but it's fantastic. It's just such a fantastic show. It is so good. It is so good, and it's so disappointing. Again, looking back on Hawkeye, Um, yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't keep going on about that. Yeah, <laughs> I ranted a little too too much, and I apologize to our audience out there. If you listen to our Hawkeye A Closer Look episode, which is like a supplemental-type bonus episode series of our podcast in which we deep-dive into specific TV shows or movies, and we did that with Hawkeye, and I kind of ripped into it. Maybe a little too hard. It's okay, man. Maybe a little too hard, because I did like the Christmas aspect, and I said that, and I like the acting, and I like the actors who were cast in the roles, and I liked, you know, the certain elements like the, the titling, the music, mm-hmm. good stuff. But the overall plot line I feel like was lackluster and very surface, and didn't go deep enough. As I said, yeah. But this show goes deep enough, and that's the beauty of it. So that's that's what we've been watching pretty much day in and day out. Initially, my girlfriend was not that big of a fan. I had to kind of convince her to watch it in the first place. And then as we got to like episode two and episode three, I was I kept just asking her like after episode two, I was like what do you think of it now? And she's like, yeah, oh, it's okay. And then after episode three, I was like, what do you think of it now? And she's like, it's, it's okay. And then episode four was like, what do you like? Do you think it's good? And she's like, yes, it's good. I'm like, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> All righty. So we made it. Do you think she just said that it's good to shut you up or?
0: She Maybe, actually- but I, I keep asking because I don't want to continue. I don't want to force her to watch anything. I'd mm. rather watch something else. We've, we've got like a long back catalog of things to watch and I'm sure we could just find something else to watch. Um, But, you know, that's why I'm asking. I'm not just asking to be annoying. I follow you. Yes. Anyways, what have you been watching this week? Anything
1: cool? Anything exciting? Well, Simon, last week you uh, did a little review for an HBO original TV series called Avenue 5, and you recommended that I give it a go. I sure did. Indeed. So what I did, Simon, is I gave it a go. Oh. And uh, I'm only five episodes in out of the nine. Oh. But I really like this, man. Um, you were definitely right. It's, it's right up my alley. I think Hugh Laurie uh, – well, the, the premise of the show is essentially a spaceship cruise um, gone awry where um, a bunch of uh, – like thousands of people are on this little spaceship. It's owned by um, a super rich billionaire – um, by the name of Judd, this Judd Corporation, and they they have this uh, spaceship cruise going on uh, that's supposed to go around like the solar system. And um, again, things uh, just get a little bit messy during the cruise, and things uh, get uh, go go wild. Um, but there are so much uh, uh, so many cool things that this cast of characters can do together on this uh, like in this setting. That i really really enjoy you know there's a couple that's like you know on the brink of divorce but they're now stuck in the spaceship for however long uh, and just have to live in the same room together um and you know they're like zach wood's character is just he's like this people pleaser well he's supposed to be like the people person Um, he's
0: a customer service representative and he's
1: the head of customer service and uh, like you said last week he is just the worst at his job but it makes so many funny situations. And there's so many hilarious (laughs) one-liners that he has. Um, I adore Zach Woods and everything he's in realistically Um, again, like the office and Silicon Valley. And uh, I I really, I really adore his uh, addition in this show. Hugh Laurie is absolutely fantastic uh, as well. um, And does some, his character is very interesting and like kind of the direction they go with it. I'm really enjoying and um, yeah, uh, all in all, like I think this show is absolutely hilarious. I am I am also pretty shocked that it is only sitting at like a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is strange because it's really good. Like it's it's really good. I remember when the show was coming out and I was like, ah, like I'll probably watch this or I'll give it a look. And then it was like rated relatively bad and i was like i'm just gonna skip on it so i'm glad that you bit the bullet and watched it and recommended it to me because uh this is a goddamn treasure i really like this i really like this
0: show i feel like this solidifies like with hawkeye being so high in terms Mm -hmm. like a 94 percent or whatever on rotten tomatoes and avenue 5 being like a 60 whatever on rotten tomatoes and the next thing I'm going to talk about as well, which is very low on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, it's just it feeds into the concept that Rotten Tomatoes is not always right. And I know we talk about Rotten Tomatoes highly on the show. I feel like we we reference it a lot and everything like that. And it's important. It is a good guideline potentially in some instances, but I feel like our rule of thumb where if it's below 10%, it's probably going to be really terrible. And if if the show or tv sorry the tv series or movie is above 90 percent. it's probably going to be amazing Mm -hmm. i think that those things are usually right but then
1: again hawkeye i didn't love um i would argue that you really didn't like the show at all
0: (laughs) i know that's actually one of the outliers it's funny it's it's very rare that there's an outlier in this regard and i just realized that that's one of the outright the only outliers i can think of that is above 90% that I really don't like. Sure. Although again, I can see the merit of that show. It's not a complete disaster. I just feel like it's a trailer for, a, for the next movie. That's what I, I think is the problem with it is you're just, you're not doing anything substantial and that's the issue. But I don't know. I think people can can live with
1: that. It's funny. Would you say because like the amazing Spider-Man two of TV shows, the Marvel TV shows, or just setting up a bunch of stuff?
0: Uh, oh, that's a good point, actually. But uh, in, in on that vein, and we've talked about this a lot, Ridley Scott has bashed Marvel. We got uh, Martin says who started it all by calling it a theme park, theme mm-hmm. park films, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all of the superhero films that kind of followed it. This is a theme park thing. <gasps> that's I can see now what he was talking about a little bit. I, I, can, I, I get that concept, but this particular, just this one series... Uh, and maybe some of the others in, in some regard are theme park. They're not willing to dive into any character or character development or plot in any real deep way. And I don't think that that happens oftentimes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's more rare. But this mm-hmm. is a spectacle more than anything else. It's fun to watch. Like potentially Godzilla versus Kong is fun, fun mm-hmm. to watch. But it isn't good, if that makes sense.
1: I think it makes sense. I, I still really like Hawkeye um but yeah like during our little spoiler cast no spoilers here by the way uh you did like kind of open my eyes to a few things i'm like yeah that's that's that is a little bit unfortunate um but i still really liked it as a whole i think
0: yeah the the other thing i watched this week which really doesn't follow the rotten tomatoes pattern here and i think it's it's a it reminds me a little bit of how eternals is rated on rotten tomatoes and it's rated really poorly but i can't see why unless it's uh people not being able to Accept change. They're resisting change, and that it's a it's a different kind of film than the MCU. Eternals is. Mm-hmm. Don't look up is reviewed very badly on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's fifty something percent, and I cannot understand. Fifty
1: five. I just looked it up.
0: It, it is shocking how low it is because it is incredible. It's a great movie. Adam McKay directs it. He writes it. It's uh it's very unique. It's basically a commentary on on climate change, and, and in some way, I feel like COVID maybe too. But uh, mm-hmm. the concept of there's a meteor heading toward Earth, it's speeding toward Earth, and it's unquestionably going to hit Earth. There's, there's zero question at this point. Scientists have all kind of confirmed it, but people don't seem to want to believe it. And whether it be the people at the top in government or just regular people, um, they don't seem to act uh, appropriately. And that, that's kind of what the whole premise is about. The music is so amazing. By uh, Nicholas Bertel. Nicholas Bertel, he, he does the music for Succession. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think the music for Succession is, is amazing. It's it's really, really good. And it fits so well with that show, that TV series on HBO.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I can hear the theme in my head as soon as you mention that, actually.
0: Yeah. I've been listening. I've been actually watching the season three of that, too. But I'm kind of taking it down slowly because I really love that show. And I know it's going to be a long hiatus probably for before season four comes out. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I'll talk about that more when I finish it. But the, um, yeah, like I really think "Don't Look Up" is masterful. I think the cast is unbelievable. You got Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, need I say more? You throw in Timothy Chalamet in there, Kate Blanchett,
1: Marinara uh, Grande,
0: yeah, yeah, Ariana Grande, who is really good in it too. And it's cool because Adam McKay, he kind of lives to this principle of kind of letting actors. Improvise. He mm-hmm. writes the script, and he and there's. I watched this little blurb. Uh, I, I was, I was maybe it was on the Netflix channel, but there's this little clip on YouTube, uh, like a YouTube Netflix kind of channel, in which he's talking about how he writes the script as like a, I don't know, like a legal obligation. Like you write it, and then. After that, you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. and he writes a good script, of course, because that's how you, you get actors and, and other talent on board. But then afterwards, you can kind of just do do the lines as they are on the page, and then right after you you've done a few regular takes, you can ask any actors to kind of go wild. And he he, I feel like they a lot of actors like Leonardo DiCaprio, even Ariana Grande pulled some really really cool improvisation into the movie, and it's really again it's such a good movie it's very very funny uh, jonah hill is really funny in it as well mm-hmm. um rob morgan uh, who's also in daredevil coincidentally I'm, I'm watching two things with rob morgan in it he's really good and don't look up to I, I i don't know i just uh it's hilarious it also makes me kind of angry and sad <laughs> at the same time it's funny because you again just believe scientists should be such an obvious thing but it's just not and Again, we're living in a world where people don't believe in, you know, vaccinations, which have literally proven to save like millions of lives, if not billions of lives over the years since vaccinations existed. And yet people do not believe in them. So I don't know how that's possible, but alas it is. And so this is a good commentary on that. But most of all, I think it's focused on the concept of climate change and impending doom that is definitely coming. If we do not change course, we do not make act, take action now. And, uh, And it's a a very interesting metaphor for it. And I think that it's very funny and it balances the tone very interestingly. Like, I feel like this is a dramedy way more than this is kind of a weird, like, connection, but The Shrink Next Door is a dramedy. Mm -hmm. It's way more than this, which is funny because Will Ferrell's in that and they had
1: a breakup, Adam McCain. Will Ferrell
0: yeah it's a weird coincidence but that's that's a drama like I feel like mostly it's it's barely a comedy although very fun to watch because of the, the, the way the story goes it is also a torturous experience to watch because you're watching Will Ferrell's character mm-hmm. Marty get taken advantage of by uh, his psychiatrist and you know that's going to happen right in the beginning because they kind of set that premise up immediately and uh, I just don't think they did a lot with the comedy aspect even though you, they have two great comedy actors in it Um, I don't know if they needed to do more necessarily, but they didn't do a lot with the comedy. They focused on the drama. This, and I know Adam McKay was doing that on purpose. He's balancing both, and I think he did it in a very masterful way. It kind of makes you potentially tear up at moments, but then he he completely pulls away and makes it really funny. He Mm -hmm. also does this thing, and I I noticed it in Vice. I'm not sure if I remember it in The Big Short. Uh, in which he takes shots. You might remember this. There's shots of random scenery on Earth, like really beautiful waterfalls, or like uh, like a shot of seals like mm-hmm. flapping around. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that in Vice. I don't remember that in The Big Short, though. I don't um, either. But yeah. I do remember in Vice distinctly. And I was like, this is very interesting because it almost felt like it didn't fit at times. And it's the same thing here too. But I can see why it fits. Because there's moments where he does transition it and kind of show how the imagery fits with the way the plot is going. Mm-hmm. But I think the overall composition of the film and the way Nicholas Bertel's score is used, although it's kind of very similar music beats throughout the score, it's like not an extremely varied score. It is a it is a brilliant score. Like I think mm-hmm. the musical score is really, really good. And it just meshes so well with the comedic slash drama element. Anyway, I just really love this movie. I, again 55% on Rotten Tomatoes is cr- incredibly inaccurate. It's free on Netflix right now. If you want to watch something really funny, but also slightly depressing, don't look up. That's my suggestion.
1: Yeah, this is definitely on my list. I really want to watch it. I love Adam McKay movies, both as comedies and as more like serious, like drama slash comedy uh movies. Like the big short, especially, is is just so damn good. And it's quite interesting because Vice, uh, which you and I both really love as well, is not rated particularly well on Rotten Tomatoes either. I think that's at like a sixty-five percent, um, whereas yeah. Big Short I think is almost ninety, like eighty, like high eighties, low nineties. I love Vice so much, man. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because I guess Adam McKay critically is not beloved. Yeah, um, at least with I guess now two out of his three like more dramedy focused movies aren't rated particularly well. Well, even
0: like if you want to be, if you want to look the rest of his his catalog, I mean, his comedy films aren't very well critically reviewed either. Like Step Brothers, if I recall, is like below fifty, or not below fifty, but in the fifth, like the low fifties, if I recall.
1: Yeah, it's fifty five. I just looked it up. Which is strange because people love that film. They love it. Yeah, it's it's. that's that's blasphemous in my opinion I, just, I don't understand that they love the film no no that they didn't love the film that it's only at oh 55%. yeah the critics didn't yeah like yeah. where's your yeah
0: i don't know it's again it's what i said just a moment ago it's just i feel like it's a resistance to change like it's yeah. a different comedic film and this is a different drama dram- dramatic dramatic film yeah it's a different kind of dramatic film
1: just stick with it okay um but yeah with Step Brothers, the audience score is 69 percent.
0: oh it's way higher than i thought
1: nice so you gotta say. The audience score.
0: Oh, the audience score. Yeah. My mistake, my mistake. How did Anchorman do in terms of critics score? I think also not well reviewed oh. uh, no, it's
1: higher. I think Anchorman
0: one is good and Anchorman two is not well reviewed. And anyway, the point is I don't think it's just it, Rotten Tomatoes is wrong, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Sixty six Anchorman is. Yeah. Which is
1: ridiculous. Kinda, as well. kinda seems a little low. Yeah. But right on. Uh yeah, I'll probably watch Don't Look Up in the next week. Sounds good. But uh, yeah, there is one more thing I watched, Simon E. D. Ooh, what is that? And it is the first episode of Book of Boba Fett, which has launched on Disney Plus this past Wednesday. I actually watched it just before recording this episode. Oh, wow. The first episode is directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by Jon Favreau. And um. It's a good first episode. I quite liked it, actually. I think it's – I'm very excited. It's weird. I I have this relationship with Star Wars, especially um, now, uh, you know, post uh, Rise Rise of Skywalker, which, again, we bashed that movie to death. Um, But I have a hard time almost separating these shows from that movie because these shows now take place – The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett take place before Rise of Skywalker. And it's one of those situations where I really like this but I know where it's going and where it ends is total garbage and it's frustrating and they do a good, well, they do a good job of of separating it still, but it's just, there's this little thought in the back of my head constantly where I'm just like, God, I really hate Rise of Skywalker. Well, okay. Hold up here.
0: This is what I I would say to you. You want, you've said this a lot. You think that there's a small universe syndrome. Mm -hmm. You think that there's a small universe and whatever, and that's kind of true, but now you're locking your own self into it. Unless I'm mistaken, and Book of Boba Fett goes right into connecting the Skywalkers to the first episode. I don't know about that. I haven't watched it. So mm-hmm. that, that could be a connection there. If there isn't a connection like that, you got to separate it because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Thanks, Simon. I'll, I'll do my
1: best to, to separate it.
0: Because it, it's on a, a different planet, literally on a different planet. Yes, it takes time. <laughs> it takes place during maybe the same time period but should that matter is the question and i feel like no because i feel like the time period as well where the mandalorian and book of boba Fett
1: takes place is kind of like, in between return of the jedi yeah i want to say it's like 20 years before force awakens um yeah the force awakens something like yeah. that
0: yeah so it shouldn't be so bad i feel like that that shouldn't matter so much and and it's still small uni- universe thing mabob is kind of still a problem in that they don't want to go further back which mm-hmm. they could and I do want to see that as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I, I kind of – I've not turned off this show, but I just kind of feel like, again, it's going to be one of those things. Like how long is this episode there, Adrian? Uh, 38 minutes, I think. Yeah. It's too short. I, I don't know. I kind of want to binge it, honestly. I don't know if I'm going to wait. I, I might end up watching week to week, but I, I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm tired of this week to week. They're too short. And when, when you have a disappointment that was the end of Hawkeye – after liking the show pretty well until the end um i kind of don't really have an instinct to do that it's a weird thing when you have that big of a disappointment like if i had watched daredevil week to week and then watched to the end i would have been like okay that was good even then i feel like the worst episode of daredevil might have been its
1: finale so like season three finale season one. Oh, sorry
0: um so like i'm watching season one now so i'm wondering like I don't know. I just, I like the Netflix style. I'm curious. I think, I think everyone might just start doing this. You know what I mean? Cause they did that with Arcane.
1: Didn't Netflix do week to week with Arcane? They did three episodes. So like three episodes, one week, three episodes the next week, and then three episodes the last week.
0: That's not so bad. I'll, uh, I'm okay with that. You'll allow it? You'll allow Netflix to do that? I'll allow it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Like the way Ted Sarandos talked about kind of the brilliance of changing the TV landscape so that they release full seasons. Um, I I was listening to him say that in an interview on SmartList, and I I was kind of surprised that they started to do this more often, but uh, like do the week-to-week thing as opposed to the full season
1: release. Well, I feel like most of those shows that they do week-to-week are like network shows that they just have distribution rights over.
0: Not Arcane. Because
1: I know like a lot of the CW shows that they had distribution rights uh, for, I think like The 100 as an example – that aired week to week. But at the end of the day, it was still a CW show. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was like labeled as a Netflix original on Netflix. So it's weird.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm hoping Book of Boba Fett is going to be good. I, I just hope they have a lot of legs to stand on conti- mm-hmm. like continually like as a plot line. Because honestly, I'm interested in Boba Fett. I think he's an interesting character. But I do wonder about what... <sighs> Other than him being coming as the trailer shows, a crime lord in Tatooine... I'm curious what more you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, but I guess we're going to find out and you may already know the direction. Yeah. Did you, do you get a clear direction from the first episode?
1: Um, n- not really. It, it's it, uh, well, it, it literally is from what was revealed that the trailer, like him essentially just solidifying his place on top of like Jabba's throne or Bib Fortuna's throne. All oh, right. You know what I mean? yeah gotcha um there are some interesting things that they add which i really like um but yeah um all right like flashback related things but that's really it and i don't know if they're going to continue on like the flashback like explaining how we got to where we see him in the mandalorian as an example so
0: oh that's neat yeah that's smart okay
1: Mm -hmm. but again really good first episode and i have faith john favreau has yet to fail me and uh Robert Rodriguez I feel like he's relatively hit or miss but um, again he, he directed a few episodes of the Mandalorian and the, those were really good and you know if you have these guys you know working together uh, I'm I'm fairly confident The Mandalorian was really awesome. Favro's show running it, right? If I'm not mistaken? Yes, yes, Robert Rodriguez is the showrunner if I recall correctly.
0: Oh, I just said Favreau show running it and then you said the opposite.
1: Oh, sorry, I thought you said uh, Robert Rodriguez. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's Robert Rodriguez show running this one and then Favreau just helping like right. Oh okay. Interesting. I don't know mm-hmm. why I thought John Favreau was a showrunner. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, l- let me, let me confirm this. Give me a minute, okay? I'm like 99% sure it's Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, it is Robert Rodriguez. Cool. Yeah. And
0: Ludwig, Ludwig Gornson's the music composer again, which is yes. exciting to me because I think that The Mandalorian's, like, score is just unbelievable. It's really, really good. And
1: yeah, it, it reflects in this show as well. The score is awesome.
0: That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm still looking forward to it. I just, uh, again, <sighs> another disney plus show and i'm just, just uh, it's coming off of, off of hawkeye i'm just bittered by it bittered by the experience
1: adrian well i'm sorry man i'm sorry that it ruined it so badly for you that
0: didn't ruin it I, i'll still watch book of bobo but anyway should we move on to the news
1: um you know what simon i'm gonna start the year off right and say no
0: oh okay um yeah the, the correct answer was yes oh. yes for one hundred dollars Let's begin with a small collection for more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one, as reported by internet piracy tracking blog site Torrent Freak, Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe Disney Plus exclusive series WandaVision was officially the most torrented TV series of 2021. Sitting in second place was Marvel series Loki, while Netflix's The Witcher sits in third position. A couple years ago when Game of Thrones was on air over at HBO, it was consistently considered the most pirated TV series for approximately seven years until the Disney Plus Star Wars series The Mandalorian became the most torrented show last year, likely due to the fact that Game of Thrones had completed its run in 2019. It's important to note that Torn Freak's piracy ranking is based upon torrent downloads specifically. As Publication Variety points out, U.K., Piracy monitoring firm Mousseau completed a study in 2021 that showed an estimated 94% of internet piracy actually occurred on streaming sites as opposed to via torrenting during the first half of the year. But alas, five of the top six TV shows that made Torrent Freak's 2021 most pirated TV series ranking were Disney Plus Marvel Cinematic Universe based TV shows. Adrian. What do you make of this?
1: This is quite interesting, honestly. I don't know. Like, I'm not an advocate for torrenting things. If you can afford to pay, like for for the convenience of like a subscription, I, I highly suggest people do that. You know, there's a lot of money that goes into this. And if we want to keep getting this content, it's worth paying for it. Um now, obviously, we're probably still gonna get the content anyways, because so many people are paying for it. But you know what you know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. what interests me is that WandaVision is actually the most torrented one. I guess that was, in theory, the first – or not in theory. It was the first Marvel Cinematic Universe show, so the interest was probably at an all-time high. But I feel like, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like a lot of people don't really love WandaVision in comparison to, at the very least, Loki. Um, And then Falcon and the Winterman or whatever, um, not being – in the top three is kind of surprising to me because I, I assumed that would have been the most popular one in like everyone's eyes, although it's my least favorite. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I find that, I find that a really interesting situation, the whole, the Mandalorian becoming the most torrented show, um, like last year or the year prior or whenever it was that I feel like kind of makes sense because I don't think Disney plus launched everywhere like at the same time. So, you know, other countries were probably torrenting the show because they literally didn't have access to it because I know it like launched, in the UK, like later than it did here in Canada or, or in Australia or whatever. It's also
0: star Wars though. Yeah,
1: that, that too. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't torrent things anymore. I used to, I, I will admit. I am I, a part of making game of Thrones the most torrented show because back in the day it was damn near impossible to get game of Thrones unless you had a bell cable box subscription. But as soon as they launched like day and date releases on crave, and that you could live stream HBO shows on Crave. I was like, sweet, I don't need to torrent this anymore. And then I just started paying for Crave.
0: Which was only on the last season. On season eight is when they allowed that to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So But you uh
1: no, you 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 had a cable subscription when Game of Thrones was airing, did you not? I did for some of it. When I was at my like old house, like in Guelph, and then when we moved out to Maryhill like four years ago, we didn't up the cable subscription. Right. So I was torrenting it for a couple years. I see. Yeah. Wow. Rr matey. Rr. And then if I ever missed the episode, like while it aired, I would just, again, torrent it. And just watch
0: yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. It never struck me that Captain Falcon and the Winter Guy was going to be the most popular, if that's what you were insinuating just a moment ago. I, I, yeah, that, that is what I was insinuating. I feel like that that was not something I thought at any point. It's also not one of the better reviewed ones out of the options that they've got. I think it's the worst reviewed one. I could be wrong on Rotten Tomatoes, at least by critics, which it it may not matter in that it's not always accurate as we just talked Mm -hmm. about, but it does sometimes matter when it comes to like people looking it up because when you look up these shows online, just on Google, it gives you the Rotten Tomatoes rating like right away. So that can influence somebody's choice to
1: watch something or not. Um, it's still at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes for all six of those episodes. But I remember that last... 89? Yeah. Oh, geez. Maybe it's,
0: maybe it's higher than Loki then. Uh, let's find out. Let me do some research. I thought... Loki's 92. Captain Falcon and the Winter Guy had some pretty badly reviewed episodes that were in the 60s. I could be wrong.
1: I think the last episode, it is technically the worst reviewed because yeah, Wandavision's 91, Loki's 92, Hawkeye is 93, isn't it? Okay, still higher than I thought it was. Ninety-two, yeah. Hawkeye is also ninety-two. Yeah. But um, yeah. I remember that last episode in general of Captain Falcon and the Winter Man, which I do not like, was reviewed very poorly as well. Like I think it was like a fifty something on Rotten Tomatoes for that episode alone.
0: Oh, that didn't drop the average that badly, I guess. Yeah. The other thing to to mention too, and you mentioned this already, WandaVision was the first show, which gives it a huge advantage. Over time, mm-hmm. people want to buy into that concept. That if they're going to pirate it anyway. Um, then they're gonna pirate that show first, and then they might not have gotten to the other ones because Wandavision was such a disappointing ending. Uh, what? Uh, I mean, no, uh,
1: <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> it was. You don't have to. You don't have to backtrack. It was incredibly disappointing.
0: But no, it's because there was more time. That that would be the main reason is because there was more time to to get Wandavision because it was out for longer. That would be my prediction as to why mm. that would be the, the top one. It kind of mm. go. I, I guess it doesn't go in order though because Loki was the second. Yeah. Second most. But uh, yeah, I don't understand this because Disney Plus is, for all intents and purposes, not that expensive, except for Premier Access, which is garbage. But uh, yeah,
1: they did increase the price, to be fair, of Disney Plus because it used to be like six bucks a month or whatever. And then they jumped it up to 13 for us. Yeah.
0: For us, it was like, no, I think you just did the American price and then you just showed the Canadian price. Oh, did I? So it does make it look like a huge gap. Yeah, we were paying eight (laughs) dollars. Oh, okay. Uh or $9.899 $8. is what we were paying to begin, something like that. Although I paid per year, so I didn't really do the monthly thing, but I'm pretty sure it was 8.99 and in in the states I think it was 5.99 if I'm not mistaken or 6.99. And now we're paying 13. I mean, not that you would know because you're taking my subscription, <laughs> but well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still pay yearly <laughs> though, cuz it's a good deal. I think you get like an extra month off or something like that. I always appreciate the subscription fees that don't just like add up 12 months for you and then say here's a year what a year costs. I'm like, yes, I know how to use a calculator and to do basic multiplication. Like thank you for telling me how much that would cost cuz when it's a subscription that you would literally I'm going to ask you, I'm curious, maybe you have a different take. If it's a subscription in which it's the same amount times 12 or it's you're like, and you have to, you get the choice of buying it for a year or you could pay monthly. Which one would you choose? Like it's the exact same amount times 12 for paying for a year or you pay monthly. Which one would
1: you? Monthly. Easy.
0: Yeah. Cause it's not out of sight yeah. out of mind. Why would you want to, why would you want to subscribe to something like it's basically a pre-order? Mm-hmm. Like what if they just don't have any content in like six months and you just don't anticipate that? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But it is Disney plus doesn't do that. And I appreciate them for that. Yeah.
1: But anyway, what's, what's interesting about Disney plus as well, just on that topic is after the book of Boba Fett, like what are we going to get? I feel like there's going to be a decent chunk where we're just not getting anything like week to week.
0: It is kind of shocking because we did talk about that before.
1: Yeah. And I don't
0: have a perspective on what's next because they're, they're advertising their Marvel shows for the summer release. Mm hmm which I've been again I've been questioning for a while and, and what I thought we were going to get was something related to I don't know some character we it was going to be announced in Hawkeye potentially and we were going to get like a surprise yeah. release trailer at the end of Hawkeye but the end of Hawkeye's end credit scene was literally not a tease for anything they chose to not tease anything so if you haven't watched Hawkeye yet that's I don't know if that's a spoiler cuz I just I just gave you 6 minutes back of your life don't watch the end of Hawkeye <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i really hated it
0: <laughs> yeah that incorrect scene I man that. i can't believe like, what it what the fuck is this it's shocking anyway yeah. um but uh yeah there's yeah but uh, whatever i'm just checking if i'm right about that thing where you can pay for a year yeah yeah i am yeah you pay for 10 months that's actually awesome you get 10 months basically for the sorry you get 12 months you get 10 months you get less you get 12 months for the price of 10 which is pretty good that's pretty good yeah, I think that's good. It's fair. I think if you're going to pre-order it in advance, which I am more than willing to do, because um, I, I think that I'll I'll be a Disney Plus subscriber for a while. I know I've been a little bit down on the Disney Plus shows in the last few episodes, but I, I do appreciate their quality. And um, I but I am curious. You're right. <laughs> on that note, what is in the gap of six months before uh, what's with uh, Miss Marvel?
1: Which yeah. is apparently the first show, which I'm very excited for. That one seems like a lighthearted romp as well. So which one isn't? Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, Loki. Yeah, I guess it's a romp. Yeah, I guess. it's not really lighthearted. It's, uh, and same with Wandavision. I don't. I would. I would argue it's not really lighthearted. I, I was. God, Wandavision was so good. I really am so annoyed how bad that ending was. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Uh, and then real quick correction on on me. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that final episode is 71%. I said it was like 50-something. It's actually 71 Oh, maybe so, it went
0: up, man, so not because real. I really yeah. recall it being way lower. I, I guess Yeah, I
1: remember it being 50-something.
0: It can go up because they don't count all the reviews right away, so that's fair. I just don't yeah. understand. I, I remember it distinctly all of the episodes being like at one point, like below 80 for like the average. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever, whatever. The moral of the story, folks – is buy these subscriptions? They're really not that expensive. That that's all I'm gonna say. I just don't understand this, especially with the star content given in Canada now on Disney Plus. I don't really get it. I, maybe I'm missing something, but it's really not that expensive. Disney Plus, especially, is so weird because Disney Plus is way less expensive than Netflix. They only give you one tier and it's 4K. It's like the highest quality right away. They give you Dolby Vision. They give you Dolby Atmos on every single thing they make they've got National Geographic they've got like multiple tiers of stuff Pixar keeps releasing stuff as well it's all mm-hmm. of the Disney movies of all time it's a crazy subscription for what you get and star I gave it some flack right away like I, I did I was like ah, I'm not that excited but honestly it is a lot of content that you just get added on I know we did pay an extra like four dollars for it yeah but at the same time it's still a lot and uh if I'm not watching Disney plus someone in my family's watching it and you can share your yeah. account so I just I really don't see like pirating is kind of really, I don't know. It's it, I get it. I got it kind of before because like you kind of didn't, you had to pay like a lot of money for like a movie or a TV show is like a box set. Like you pay like mm-hmm. $45 or $50 for like a lost box set back in the day. I don't know if you ever did that, Adrian, but got like the whole set of lost. I don't think I didn't actually wait. Maybe I don't have it. Somebody in my family has it, but we have all like six seasons as like a lost box set. And but they're DVDs and not even the quality that keeps scaling up on these streaming services. Yeah. Anyways, that's the moral of the story. Just buy the subscription. Finger.
1: It's not that expensive. Do it. Only Murders in the Building is worth it.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying that only, only Murders in the Building. For some reason, I, I, I left the only in there, and it was that <laughs> that's the only reason you should buy Disney Plus. Yeah. Is for simply the Murders in the Building.
1: Yeah, because yeah, the show is called Murders in the Building.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I got confused for a moment. I haven't watched the show in a while, okay? I just forgot where the only was, if there was an only in there or not. And there is. There is indeed, Simon. There is indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, the show's... The show's only called Murders in the Building. The show's... Yeah. Called only, mer- yeah, whatever. I was trying to make a joke out of that, but I failed. So let's move on to the montage, shall we? Because we don't have barely, we barely have any news for this week because it's such a light week. Because it's a New Year's week. It's a New Year's week.
1: It's the new year. It's the first week. We're starting off the year right of the new year with not much news. Yeah,
0: yeah, great. You know, we're really setting the tone early for the quality of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyways, not our fault. Hey, we don't, we don't make the news. We just uh, talk about it. Anyways, we just report on. It. Yeah, I guess. Now onto the montage, the sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number 1. As reported by website Collider, Spider-Man No Way Home has just become Sony Pictures' top grossing film of all time, with a domestic box office total of over $500 million and an international box office result of over $1.16 billion. Yes.
1: This is awesome. I'm very happy about this. I forgot to mention, I actually did go watch this movie again with Kenneth Stadelbauer, longtime listener and collaborator of the show, and he really enjoyed it as well.
0: Number two, according to publication deadline, the social network actor Army Hammer's role in director Taika Waititi's next soccer-based film, Next Goal Wins, has been recast and arrested development actor Will Arnett has been hired in his place. The film follows the American Samoa international soccer team and their underdog story, as
1: featured in the 2014 documentary of the same name wild it's interesting that uh, actual cannibal army hammer is uh, being removed from this movie he's still in um, death on the nile though yeah They're just releasing that movie
0: they were reportedly doing reshoots for this movie right now and they couldn't get a hold of him or something like that so that's
1: why i believe that they recast it scheduling conflicts In in quotations.
0: Number three. As followed by a publication of The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix is being sued by Ace Ventura copyright holders Morgan Creek Productions over the unauthorized use of clips from Ace Ventura 2 in the Tiger King docuseries.
1: Gasp. How do you just do that without realizing? It's interesting. It seems like a huge oversight.
0: Yeah, kind of careless. I don't know. Number four, as Variety reports, the much-anticipated second season of the Shonda Rhimes-produced period drama, Bridgerton, will premiere on March 25th, 2022, on Netflix. Hmm,
1: interesting. I kind of want to jump back into Grey's. I I stopped watching it, like, season 14. Maybe I'll do that. Shonda Rhimes also created Grey's. That's, That's how I'm making the connection.
0: By Grey's, of course. Adrian is referring to the hit medical drama on ABC called Grey's Anatomy. Number five, as Deadline reports... In an interview with publication Korea Times, Squid Game creator Hwang Dong-hyuk teased not only a Squid Game Season 2, but also a Season 3 of the incredibly popular Netflix drama when he said, quote, I'm in talks with Netflix over Season 2 as well as Season 3. Wow. We will come to a conclusion anytime soon, unquote.
1: Neato. We both really love Squid Game. I'm excited for Squid Game Season 2 and Season 3. Hopefully, it can live up to the highs of season one. And that concludes the montage. Ah, First montage of the year. Indeed. Yeah, what do you got for me, Adrian? What do you got for me? I got new releases for you, Simon, and there's only a few. All right. Interesting. I got few releases for you, I I should say.
0: Wow, that's hilarious.
1: It's top-tier comedy, dude. It's top-tier comedy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this is for the week of January the 3rd, which is a Monday to January 9th, which is a Sunday. And it, honestly, there's only four movies coming out. And one of these movies, Simon, plot twist, is something I already mentioned that came out. And, and I'll get to it. Oh, OK. So the first movie coming out is coming out on Tuesday, January the 4th. And it's a movie called The Super Deep. It's confirmed by Movie Insider in the Apple TV app. This is a Shutter original movie, but you can also uh, rent it or buy it through just like video on demand services and it's about sharks no it's about russians in 1984 that go super deep into the earth only to find something spooky oh i mean maybe it's a shark actually they never clarified it might be a big shark the meg in the earth Did you ever watch the meg
0: no no i didn't you mean the jason Statham, statham movie yeah no
1: that's a fun movie i i enjoyed it enough yeah is it good no is it fun Yes. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. That, that movie had weird tonal imbalances where it was like kind of a satire of Jaws and like a comedy, but then at random moments it would become like very serious. I'm like, this does not seem well balanced, but again, fun time. It's a fun time. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Next movie coming out is coming out on Wednesday, January the 5th, Simon, and it's a movie called four to dinner. It's a Netflix original movie and it's about uh, and, and it has two parallel storylines going up, going on that shows four friends in different couple combinations kind of questioning the, uh, you know, you know, the whole soulmate thing. Huh. Interesting. I, yeah. I wonder, though, could they have just called it for dinner? That would have been so much better. Yeah. Because like four people like F.O.U.R. 4 to dinner. But yeah, you could just call it for dinner. Yeah. Play on words.
0: Because I don't think four to dinner makes sense either. So it's like, you know.
1: Yeah, they should have said four people going to dinner in multiple, in two parallel storylines. That's that's the name of the movie. That
0: should have been the title of the, yeah, that, that's like, uh, that's how we title our podcasts
1: mm-hmm. usually.
0: At yeah. least 10 words per per episode title. That's the rule. It's, it is. It's a hard and fast rule. That's a very inside baseball joke that uh, I feel like only you and I would get.
1: And our yes. deliberations
0: on what to title our
1: episodes, but anyway, but we never talk about those deliberations. We just we have we have internal debates with ourselves, and uh, of
0: course, and I psychically try to connect with you. all. no, it never works because I am not Patrick Stewart in X Men, so it doesn't uh, true
1: often work out. You're not, yeah. Are you Patrick Stewart in any other movie? Um,
0: sometimes secretly, sometimes secretly. What? don't tell anybody. But when I'm, you know. What? Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Sometimes. That's wild. I know. Sometimes when I go uh, when I go skydiving, mm-hmm. I picture myself as Patrick Stewart. That's wild, man. As Spock. What? I know. He never even played Spock at all. I know that. I was just going to say. I know. I'm not even connected. Picard? But I wonder, I also <laughs> wonder because I just said that like that. I wonder if there's anyone listening that just thought this guy's just an idiot at that moment because he thought maybe that. It's actually not Leonard Nimoy that played Spock, and they're not even in the same generational Star Trek shows. I wonder Zachary Quinto, or, or Zachary Quinto, but I, I think Leonard Nimoy is well, well you know, more well known.
1: But I, especially for his role in Kingdom Hearts,
0: my point is, I think they think that I'm just stupid at that moment, moments ago. Mm-hmm. But I got you. He played Diz in Kingdom Hearts, I think. But I got you. Wait, who did Leonard Nimoy? Wait, are you are you, are you are you now pretending you're stupid? No, Leonard Nimoy was in Kingdom Hearts. As who?
1: Diz. No, Diz was played by Christopher Lee. Oh. Leonard Nimoy Kingdom Hearts. Who did he play? Nimoy Kingdom Hearts.
0: Yeah. Christopher Lee being an addition though to Kingdom Hearts, by the way, which is a video game, so sorry to Ken for talking about video games, but but that was yeah. a that's that cast for that game, those games in general, is just really, really good. You got Haley Joel mm-hmm. Osmond as like the main character. Hayden Penetier, who was like extremely popular back then because of Heroes, I just think that that was just a, an all star cast. And then Christopher Lee was thrown into the second game. It's like, whoa, Christopher yeah, Lee's true. like a big
1: hitter. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy played Xehanort. Oh, until his passing, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: how do they get Leonard Nimoy? Wow, well, seems it seems pretty cool. Because he, does he do many, maybe I'm just mistaken, does he do a lot of animated roles? Not
1: that I'm aware of, but I have no idea. The wildest part, I think, is the, the biggest actor they ever got for Kingdom Hearts plays the main character. And that's Haley Joel Osment. I think the
0: biggest actor is definitely Christopher Lee. Are you making another joke? I can't tell because I can't see your face. Oh, yeah. I am just making a joke. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Christopher Lee is legitimately... I think the biggest actor they had on board. Oh, oh, actually, although Tony Anselmo, who plays Donald Duck in almost every iteration before mm. that, or like to a certain point, like year to year, yeah. like for 20 years or whatever. And uh, Bill Farmer were huge. Th- those guys are huge, theoretically. Yeah. They've been doing those roles for so long. So to, to get the official voice actors of like Donald Duck and Goofy is just unreal.
1: But anyway. Yeah. They also got Jesse McCartney. Jesse,
0: Jesse McCartney, the incredible Family Channel star. This is the yeah. craziest tangent we've possibly ever done. I'm going to say that. So to reel it back I in, know. I'm just going to mention briefly. Do you remember that they announced the Kingdom Hearts TV series or movie like months ago, but that we've not not heard anything about that since then? Did they
1: announce it like officially?
0: I thought they did officially. And that just, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then it just, never nothing ever came of it. It was like the beginning of 2021 or something.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah. It was like reportedly. It's a rumor. I don't know if it was like any like big website that reported on it. But yeah, there's like rumblings that Square Enix was working with Disney Plus on making a Kingdom Hearts show. Yeah. IGN reported on it on May 28th, 2020. Right. Oh, last year.
0: Not even this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Not last
0: year. Two years ago. Jesus Christ. I'm already doing it, man. (laughs) It's 2022, guys. (sighs) It's 2022. Anyways, I know I know that Leonard Nimoy played Spock, okay? This is just to be clear. That was the longest ass running stupid joke in terms of overall run time on an episode that really was just really dumb and really had no real laugh out loud moment. But anyway, Adrian. I was laughing on the inside, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think the audience was. What other movies are coming out this week? Well, Simon. What other movies with Patrick Stewart might there be arriving?
1: I don't think Patrick Stewart is in either of these, Damn but it. he might be. You ever watch The Green Room with Patrick Stewart? Why are you still doing this? Move on. No, I haven't watched The Green Room. It's a really it's a really good movie. It has um, the main actors, that guy that, funnily enough, was in the Star Trek, J.J. Abrams movies, who passed away, Anton Yelkin, I believe his name was.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, really great movie, though.
0: That's a recent Green. film. Well, relatively recent.
1: Yeah, it was like 20, 16, 2015. Just looked it up. Mm. 2015. Hmm. Really good movie. That's a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Anyways, the, the last two movies coming out are coming out on Friday, January the 7th, Simon. And the first one is a movie called Mother Slash Android, which I mentioned a few weeks ago that it was coming to Hulu. And I was like, maybe this is coming to start here in Canada. But alas, Simon, plot twist. It's not coming to Star. It's coming to Netflix here in Canada. Netflix is the distributor. Hmm. and It's a Netflix original movie here in Canada.
0: I see. I thought you were going to say, no, it's actually coming to HBO, and it's actually the sequel to Raised by Wolves, which is completely related based on the, just the title alone.
1: Yeah, but I didn't say that because it's not that. It's no. actually a Netflix original movie here in Canada instead. All right. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. And the last movie coming out is a movie called June Again is confirmed by movie Insight in the Apple TV app. This is a video on demand movie and it's a sequel. But it's January. It is January, Simon. But Good. Okay. There are two letters in January that are also in June. Oh my god. Three letters in January that are also in June, sorry. How can how how much can we stretch this? So it's possible that June again was just an anagram for January.
0: How could that possibly it's be? It's a four-letter word. Stop stretching these stupid jokes and move on. Let's go you you set them up and i I just keep going with it you just keep going with it that's the problem yeah that's the issue again you just can't reel it back in that's the problem
1: i don't know how you should learn i don't know how and i i won't learn
0: you should learn because it will make the podcast a little better if you can learn to reel it back in instead of going with it on the dumbest ass jokes
1: i've ever thought of. i am not going to reel it back in this is my 2022 new year's resolution I ain't ever reeling it back in.
0: No, that's a bad one. You already were doing that. How is that a resolution? I'm not.
1: A resolution a new- <laughs> is to
0: change something. You're going to change for the better. You're you're literally making it the same. Yeah. Actually, it's worse because at least you didn't you didn't have that rule last year. And you did reel some things.
1: My new rule, 2022, new
0: rule, baby. New year, new. same me, kind of. You definitely reeled stuff in last year too. You you tried to level us out sometimes.
1: I'm never going to do it this year.
0: Not even once. We balance each other out. That's our. That's our. That's our charm. I think. Yeah. Well, I, I think, but I mean, you know, I don't have much viewership to back. To back that.
1: <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so June again. What's it about? It's a sequel to the movie June, where June snaps out of her dementia and then tries to spend time with her estranged children, I save think... her family business, and rekindle an old flame. Are you kidding? Is that an actual plot line? It is an actual plot line. Can people snap out of dementia? I, I think briefly. They have moments of clarity. Anyways, there was no movie called... Oh, I mean, I'm sure there's a movie called June, but this isn't a sequel to June. That was just a random little <laughs> funny joke I added in. But this is genuinely the premise of the movie.
0: No, I don't trust anything you said. No, I'm sorry, but now I don't think the premise is that either.
1: No, the premise is exactly that, Simon. You want me to read you the exact, no. The exact write-up? No, I'm good. I'm going to read you the exact write-up. I'm pulling it up. Okay. I'm, I, I'm trying to stretch this show out because uh, there, there wasn't much content this year. This year? Yeah, so far.
0: <laughs> this year so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's strange. It was. I, that's not that strange, actually. I think the exact same thing happened last year. I just didn't remember yeah. that. We just didn't have that many stories to begin the year. I'm sure next that's week true. we'll be back to the status quo. And then shortly after that, you're going on vacation, if you can possibly yeah. do that with
1: COVID. Well, hopefully I can we'll do a special episode and the and the special episode's going to be I don't know if we decided on it yet. No, I own top 5 favorite movies of 2021, top 5 worst movies 2021, both of them. 10 movies, oh. a list of 10 movies are no. favorites and the worst favorites.
0: I don't think that's a good one.
1: No. That's fair. We'll figure something out.
0: <laughs> it's weird that we're workshopping this right now instead of talking about this outside of our podcast, but we can't talk outside we the never
1: podcast.
0: Out- yeah. See, this is how you know that what we're talking about. That's how you know that we're being honest about not being able to talk outside this podcast, because right now we're workshopping the rest of the episodes. But no, this is my mm-hmm. idea. Top five things we watched. It doesn't have to be movies. For 2021. Oh,
1: yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Sorry. I, I meant. It's not what you said at all. But- I know, but it's what I meant, Simon. It's top five things we've watched.
0: Yeah. And then it would be uh, top five most anticipated films for 2022. Films or movies. Films or TV shows. You don't want to bash shit? I feel like it's fun talking shit about stuff. Yeah, we can if you want. Well, It's a work in progress. I guess we'll talk about it. We'll workshop it. we got a few episodes left before we do that special episode. The reason we obviously have to do a special episode is because I'm not going to ask you to record an episode in Cuba or wherever the heck you're going. Cuba. Oh, yeah? Cuba? What are you practicing? Practicing? the (laughs) Yeah. Speaking English in an accent to go there?
1: Yeah. Okay, great. Cuba. Yep. no, I get it. Anyways, June again, the actual write-up. You ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. During a fleeting bout of lucidity from her dementia, June Wilton has precious little time to bring together her estranged children, save the family business, and rekindle an old flame.
0: So it is fleeting. If that's a thing that happens with dementia then that must mean that we can somehow cure it. Then I'm, I'm well, Maybe I'm a crazy person. I, I'm no doctor, but that sounds... You are a doctor. Dementia, in my opinion, is one of the scariest diseases, one of the worst, just because of how much of our memories are a part of who we are and our personality. Yeah. And
1: so that's a it's a very sad, sad disease. It is sad. My uh, grandmother is uh, going through dementia. It's unfortunate.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So I think we talked about this briefly when we talked about The Father, which I still haven't watched, honestly. And I really want to watch it because I know Anthony Hopkins won best actor for his performance. But I just mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be so sad to watch that I think I've just put it off every time I think to watch it because <laughs> it's just yeah the concept of um, Alzheimer's and all that. But anyway.
1: It's depressing. Anyways, that's it. That's all, baby. That's it. That's all. All the movies coming out this week. All righty. Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Do you make new year's resolutions this no do you yeah i i made one on this podcast never reeling it back
0: oh yeah 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 good call i wait do you just do that as a joke though is like a it's like a kind of like a parody of people doing it like you're being ironic or are you do you actually make new year's resolutions because i know that people sometimes make fun of that people make new year's resolutions. so i'm curious
1: i'm not making fun of it I, i just don't make it regularly but this year i wanted to make a real serious one which was never reeling it back in
0: no that can't be serious no like no don't do that that's not useful for us i'm doing it no we need to make the podcast better
1: not worse it's going to be better like we should be improving as we go you know we did improve we talked about we talked about all these actors connected through star trek
0: that was the worst that was maybe the worst stretch
1: and then we talked about kingdom hearts that was maybe the worst stretch of a joke we've had so far and then, and then I, and then I segued from Patrick Stewart to Christopher Lee, to Anton Yelkin through the green room. Oh, okay. And Anton Yelkin also connected to Star Trek. It was good stuff. But then you didn't reel it back into the, what, what's coming out this week, the new releases.
0: So I don't think you succeeded in your segueing. Segueing? It, it was kind of like we were crazy people. Like we were just insane. And we, we just... Well, we are. Well, yeah, I guess, I suppose. Okay, well, that was fun. Adrian, thank you for joining me for the first episode of
1: 2022. Uh, Do you have anything? Wow. Do you have anything else to add before we wrap this guy up? Oh, Simon Eady, it's the first episode of 2022. I don't have much to add. Okay. It's going to be a year. It will. Yeah. It will indeed. Okay, well. You can find us on all podcast services across the globe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify Podcasts. You can find us on Amazon Podcasts. You can find us on iHeartRadio podcasts. You can find us on YouTube podcasts. You can find us everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere you can find us, you can find us.
0: Indeed. Like and subscribe if you can review us. I'd appreciate it. Any kind of reviews you can make on Apple Podcasts go a long way for us. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter if you want to like us there or follow our pages. Mm -hmm. And once again, thank you for listening to the 79th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off.
1: Hey gang, it is I Adrian Pinter. I'm signing off. And um although I I don't reel it in, you know who does? Batman and Batman V Superman. He reels it in. And Batman V Superman's a good movie. It's a great movie, even. You know what else is a good movie, Simon?
0: Yeah, yeah. He reels it Resident in when he goes Evil on that array. uh when he goes on that fishing trip with Alfred. He really reels it in. Mm-hmm. All right. Well that was it's been swell. Goodbye. Resident Evil is also no, a good movie. No, 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 Welcome no, Welcome to Raccoon no, Town. No, this is a new good movie. year. New with it. New year. Resident Evil. Yeah. Welcome to Raccoon Town is average at best. It's a good movie. Goodbye. It's a good movie. Take care. Goodbye.